What is up and welcome in. It is Post Loons a couple days late. It is September 19th, 2022 as we are recording this. Of course, breaking down the match on Saturday, September 17th in which Minnesota United fell to Sporting Kansas City in KC by a score of 4 to 1. My name is Jeremy Rushing here to break it all down on this edition of Post Loons audio only. This edition of Post Loons exclusively on our podcast feed, but we do ask that you go check out our YouTube channel. We're, uh, you know, usually post every episode of Post Loons there on our YouTube channel as well. We go live usually after every Minnesota United match, but ran into some uh, ESPN Plus issues this week. Um, was not able to watch the match live. I tried numerous times, probably close to 50 times to get it to work live, but unfortunately just wasn't, uh, wasn't pulling up the stream for me. So um, had to watch the match back via... Uh, not legal ways. I'm just going to throw that out there right now. Um, and uh, and uh, was able to watch it that way. Was able to break it down that way. So here we are for the post game podcast. Just a couple days late. So hopefully you're still enjoying the content at SotaSoccer.com, your new home for soccer coverage in the north. Check us out SotaSoccer.com. If you want to go the next level and contribute to our Patreon, Patreon.com/SotaSoccer as well. And as I was mentioning earlier, our YouTube channel where Post Loons is usually uh, aired live after every Minnesota United match. You can check us out. Just go to YouTube.com, search Post Loons, search Soda Soccer. We're on the road to 250 subscribers. I believe we're close to 110 right now. We want to get to 250 before the end of the season for our playoff editions of Post Loons. So if Minnesota United makes the playoffs at this point. So make sure you're going and checking us out and supporting us and following us wherever you find us. Um, coming into this one against SKC, though, we knew it was going to be an uphill battle from a personnel standpoint. Obviously, Bakai Debasi out for the season. Mino Reynoso suspended due to yellow card accumulation. Uh, both Robin Ludd uh, and Bongi Longwane questionable. Ludd with an ankle. Longwane uh, uh, reportedly out for the remainder of the regular season with a knee issue, although he was listed as questionable on this uh, you know, injury report. Both were out. Um, SKC were in good form coming into this one as well, coming in unbeaten in their last five only losses since July 30th have been to, had been to, I guess still have been to either Austin or LAFC. So even though Minnesota United, the much better team in the standings, um, coming in on basically the opposite run of form that KC had been on. And while Kansas city is sort of adding to their roster, getting guys healthy, they made some moves in the international break. Some guys are coming back from injury. Uh, Minnesota United's roster seems to be going in the opposite direction with injury and uh, yellow card accumulation suspensions and things like that. And it showed in the performance. Let's get into the three things now. Um, the first thing in the four to one loss, no fight in a match you needed. Yes, they were down personnel, but we were sort of, again, given the impression that even showed on the field in the early and mid portion of the season that this team had the depth to maybe overcome some of these injuries that they always face every single year, every single year, there's a run of injuries with Minnesota United and they're not alone in that regard. Um, this happens when you have an eight month regular season, things happen, guys get injured. They pick up knocks You're You have to go to your bench at times. Um, and in years past, they hadn't had the depth to really withstand those injuries. Um, we were kind of hoping that this year, and we had even seen again in the early part of the season when spot starts were needed, when guys were needed to come in and, and do the job to fill in for guys who had picked up injuries, those, those roles were, were played pretty well up until this stretch 
And in this one, they looked they looked every bit of the shorthandedness that they had. But I think it also called into question the depth of this team as well. And if you look at the goals, they all feature very sluggish, almost lazy movement from the defensive third in Minnesota. Agata just making free runs between defenders in the box, giving up numerous headers aside from the goals as well. Uh, not much in the attack aside from Garcia's goal either. Um, you expect more when your playoff life is potentially at stake. Plain and simple, full stop. No matter the situation with the personnel who you have on the field, you know if you have even half the depth that we were thought this Minnesota United team to have, you need to play harder and you need to give yourself a better chance to win a match like this. And you don't. My second thing is a positive one. Mender is coming along. We saw more chances from Mender Garcia tonight. And he finally put, or excuse me, on Saturday. Uh, and he finally put his first away. Uh, I am really optimistic about this kid's future after a handful of appearances. I think he could be a great, um, you know, guy who can either slot in at the wing if Luis Amaria is in this team's future, or if he's not um, a good striker option as well. And then finally, playoffs, question mark. We kind of talked about how this team was fighting for playoff standing and and playoff relief, if you will, in this match. Um, but this is yet another loss that sends you closer and closer to the playoff line. And obviously, I mean, you're moving in, in the wrong direction there. Just two points clear of that playoff line with two matches left. And the LA Galaxy team that's behind you in seventh, they have a game in hand as well. So the playoff outlook, not looking great right now for Minnesota United. Let's get into the match moments, though. How did this match sort of go from a uh, start-to-finish standpoint? And basically, aside from the goal, this is all Sporting Casey, as anybody who watched the match probably saw. Uh, Six-minute, Roger Espinosa gets all the way to the byline inside the 18, ships it to the middle, where Willie Agata's header is saved brilliantly by St. Clair. Could have opened the scoring there early. 25th minute, another great opportunity for the hosts, as Daniel Shaloy beats both. Common and box all to a header, a little foreshadowing there uh, in the box, and it's somehow wide. But in the 31st, this is where Kansas City opens things up as Johnny Russell takes a near-angle shot. It's deflected by DSC instead of caught, and it bounces off the leg of Boxall into the back of the net. Um, I think this was more unlucky than maybe the last uh, own goal that Boxy had a few matches back. Um, but to me, this starts with, again, sluggish, lazy defending, letting Johnny Russell get you know, all the way to a, a dangerous spot. DSC does not do his best. Probably should have caught this one instead of deflecting it. And it, it goes off of Boxy's leg into the back of the net. Boxy's not at fault here, but I think the defensive third, uh, or should say Boxy's not at fault individually here, but the defensive third for Minnesota, I think very much at fault, uh, even though this was an own goal um, that was deflected. Uh, 41st minute, Casey gets their second. Russell gets it started again as his shot clangs off the post. He recovers the rebound himself. Again, Minnesota not alert to the deflection off the post. Johnny Russell, who shot, took the shot that banged off the post, gets the rebound himself, gets back into the 18, taps a pass to Eric Tommy, who shows off some dribbling to create the space and bury the effort to double the lead. I mean, you got to defend better there if you're Minnesota. 45th, the third, right before half. It's Agata again on the receiving end of a cross. Just, again, beats both Coleman and DSC here. Rises up. Almost looks wide open in the box. Doesn't miss on this one. 
It's 3-0 before half. Second half in the 57th, a pulse for the Loons as Mender Garcia opens his account, booting it across from Kamar Lawrence. Uh, first sub for the Loons in the 70th minute as Nico Hansen comes on for Fragapane. But in the 80th, Kansas City removes all doubt. It's a birthday brace for Agata as Eric Tommy wins a tackle and they're attacking third because for some reason, Kervin Ariaga, instead of clearing his lines, is trying to dribble this ball out of the of the defensive third instead of passing clearing he thinks he can take it himself he very much can't as eric tommy dispossesses him slides a pass in for agata who's once again running free directly in front of dane st Clair, and he completes the tap in to seal the deal and then the 83rd two more subs as alan benitez comes on for lawrence jonathan gonzalez on for coleman as both defenders went down in pain after the goal adrian heath said after the match things are looking uh okay uh for both uh lawrence and coleman um, Lawrence has obviously been dealing with a nagging issue, so that might be a little bit more um, something to keep a, a closer eye on. But they do have the two-week break, so in all likelihood, it looks like uh, you know Coleman and Lawrence will be back following that. Um, some interesting quotes from Adrian Heath. We'll get to shouting out uh, both of our sponsors here in just a minute. But some interesting ho- quotes from Adrian Heath after the match on the slow start. He said, "Quote: Lack of energy, back foot went backwards every opportunity that we had." Completely gave all the initiative to them. And on the performance as a whole, he said, quote, we've got a few players who aren't playing particularly well at this moment in time. Very observant. And uh, on the, on Mender's goal, quote, I thought it was a really good finish. He worked really, really hard. Probably deserved his goal with his energy. And finally, uh, on the upcoming break, he says, quote, we've got too many players who aren't 100% fit. That's pretty evident. We need to regroup, recalibrate, and recalibrate what we think we're about and when we're at our best, end quote. I think he sums it up pretty well, and I think this is a a break that comes at a good time as Minnesota is not playing at their best. They're not on a great run of form. They didn't defend well in this match, which they had done in in a couple matches prior, um, even though they uh, resulted in a loss and a draw. Um, It's a defensive step back in this one. It's an attacking step back in this one. Um, Although the LAFC result was encouraging um, all that encouragement is removed after this just dud of a performance down in Kansas City. Uh, we'll get to some Twitter thoughts and look at Minnesota United's spot on the table and the stats from this one in just a minute. But first, want to shout out both of our sponsors. First things first, Ninth Street Soccer and Coffee. 801 South Ninth Street in Minneapolis is where you can find Ninth Street Soccer and Coffee. Derek Swanson and the kind of the ownership group, the foundership group there at Ninth Street Soccer and Coffee pretty much had one simple mission. They wanted to recreate a fun space that would serve as sort of the the hub for the Minnesota and Twin Cities soccer community. A place where people could go to actually play soccer because they have pickup soccer available five nights a week, um, maybe even more now. Um, And it's always affordable. They have women's only pickup, 40 plus pickups. You can play at your own pace as well. Um, A lot of great options there if you want to play soccer. Also a great coffee shop and bar area if you just want to get your drink on maybe watch some soccer on the tv maybe one of your buddies or a family members playing some pickup and you want to relax you can do so in that area great coffee great local beer um and great even if you're not there to drink coffee or beer there are great options as well they have this like hydrating tea that i had last time i was there which definitely hit the spot so uh no matter what you're feeling or what your need is they have a beverage that can help quench your uh quench your need there at Night Street Soccer and Coffee. So hit them up. Again, 801 South Night Street in Minneapolis is where you can find them. They're in the Marcy Holmes neighborhood of Minneapolis, which is kind of between Northeast 
and Dinkytown. So very centrally located, very easy to access no matter where you're coming from in the Twin Cities. Also, um, 9th Street MPLS on Twitter and Instagram. Now, it's spelled out, 9th and Street, N-I-N-T-H-S-T-R-E-E-T MPLS. That's their handle on both Twitter and Instagram. And that's also their website URL, 9th Street MPLS.com. Um, if Minnesota United is lucky enough to make the playoffs, you can bet that there will be watch parties happening at Ninth Street for those matches and um, just everything that you can imagine that you would want in kind of a soccer and coffee shop they have at Ninth Street Soccer and Coffee. So hit them up again, NinthStreetMPLS.com or check them out, 801 South Ninth Street in Minneapolis. Big thanks to Ninth Street Soccer and Coffee for uh, for sp- supporting us and sponsoring us here on Post Loons. Also, big thanks. To our friends at Pence Homes, P-E-N-T-Z Homes.com, Nate Pence and his team have really made a point to not just help countless people in and around the Twin Cities move, buy their home, sell their sell their buy their new home, sell their old home, do both at the same time. Uh, not only are they helping people out every single day across the Twin Cities accomplish those goals, but they are also huge supporters of the Twin Cities soccer community as well. They have put their money where their mouth is, sponsoring Minneapolis City, sponsoring Minnesota Aurora, sponsoring us here at Soda Soccer, sponsoring our friends and partners over at Equal Time Soccer. Um, they really, they really, again, put their money where their mouth is with that support and really lend that direct support. So support them. If you are in need, if you are somebody who is looking to buy a new home, sell your current home, do both at the same time, which is incredibly stressful. Nate and his team are there to help you every step of the way. They're a great group of realtors with the team and the technology to help you get the job done and maximize both the value of you of your uh, previous home, but also maximize um, getting um, you know bang for your buck on your new home as well. So if you want to check them out, they have hundreds upon hundreds of five-star reviews that you can check out at pencehomes.com. Or if I have sold you here and you want to get in touch with Nate directly, you can do that. Nate in A-T-E at pencehomes.com is the email address. Huge thanks again to Pence Homes and 9th Street Soccer and Coffee for supporting us here on the Post Loons Post Game Show. All right, got a few Twitter uh, comments, questions, thoughts to get to here. At Corey Shreppel, thanks, Corey, from the 55-1 podcast for chiming in here. He says, a crisis of injuries can happen to any team. Good roster building can be a buffer against the effects. Are we seeing the product of hapless strategies in that department? I don't think we're necessarily seeing that as a whole, Corey, uh, when you're talking every area of the pitch. But I do think Minnesota United is paying the price for not signing a younger center back over these last couple of years. Ever since kind of the issues started to rear their head with Ike Opara, um, I thought this team may, and, and you, you, know, you see Michael Boxall not getting any younger with, with every year. Um, I think the feeling was, at least from my end, that this team needed to look at finding a younger center back who could kind of be that defensive core piece of the future. They didn't do that in 2019. They didn't do that. I mean, they, they didn't do that in 2020. They didn't do that in 2021. They didn't even do that here in 2022, where the defeat where the defense has admittedly taken a step back in 2022. They signed a new uh, outside back in Alan Benitez. They signed a new potential number six in Jonathan Gonzalez but they did not address the center back situation, which was fine at the time when you were fully healthy. But then you lose Bakayi Debasi, and I think you're seeing that. No disrespect to Brent Coleman. He does a serviceable role in filling in, but 
at this juncture of the season, when you are fighting for a playoff spot, when you're fighting for a chance to get a home playoff spot, when you are fighting as a team who we know has the potential to go potentially go deep in the playoffs and make a run, you need better than serviceable. Much better than serviceable. And I think if you really had focused in on signing a younger center back piece who maybe could sit behind for half a year, a year, but at this point maybe would be an odds on starter. I don't think I don't think we're having the same conversation about Minnesota United's defense. I think we would be in a much better position. But I think you're paying for not having that younger piece available, um, that younger stud piece who who could come in and, and really make a difference available from that center back's position specifically. Um, D Wade says two weeks for Reynoso and Lud to get healthier. Two weeks for Garcia to get better acquainted with his teammates. Two weeks to figure out the defense. They'll be better against San Jose than they were on Saturday, but there's a lot of work to do. Yeah, I don't disagree with any of that. They need to get healthier. They need to tighten things up defensively. I think they will be better against San Jose, but again, it's on the road. Will you be good enough? You need three points. You need three points, right? Um, Can you get it against a struggling earthquake side when theoretically you'll be fully healthy? Presumably you'll be fully healthy. Um, We will see. Um, at TJ Zaremba, uh, be thankful you're a Loons fan and not a Fire fan right now. Look, I think uh, every other fan base in MLS, even San, even the San Jose's of the world, are thankful they're not Fire fans right now. Um, and finally, at Evan Four, Debassi's injury was unfortunately the high water mark. It might be. I mean, Debassi's injury. This this run has happened right after Debassi's injury. He gets injured in the Houston game. They haven't won since. Uh, so, yeah, I think there's that, that's that's not coincidental. And I think maybe we would look at that Houston win where you're at in the standings after that being a high watermark of the season for Minnesota, especially if they don't make the playoffs. All right. Finally, last thing here, getting into the stats and then looking at Minnesota United's position in the table. So the stats from this one, 14 shots, eight on target, 1.64 XG for SKC. So definitely outscored their XG by uh, almost two and a half goals. Um, on Minnesota United side, seven shots, two on target, only 0.36 XG for Minnesota. So they had been underperforming their expected goals over these last few matches, um, but uh, definitely not on Saturday. Um, 11 of Kansas City's 14 shots came from inside the box. So that shows you they were getting pretty much anything they wanted in the attack. And Minnesota defensively was really allowing Kansas City to get whatever they wanted in the attack. Uh, Willie Agata, no surprise, the birthday boy, your player of the match, a 9.0 rating on foot mobs, so well-deserved. The highest-rated loon was Mender Garcia at 7.4. So now you have lost five of your last six, if you're Minnesota, a draw in there. Suddenly, you know, just a month ago, we were talking about second place potentially being there for Minnesota to grab. Now you are just hoping to hang on to the playoffs, I think, if you're a Loons fan. But you look at where they are in the standings. You're sixth, but you're only two points back of fourth. So if you can put together two wins in these last two matches, you give yourself a good position to accomplish the goal that you set out to achieve at the beginning of the season, which was hosting a playoff match at Allianz Field. That is still very much in play for this team. I know I have a bunch of people on Twitter who's going to who are going to chirp me after this saying, "Don't give us hope. You're giving us hope. You know this is Minnesota sports. You know how this goes." I am just stating facts here. 
I'm not presuming anything. I'm just stating facts that there are two points back and forth and it's in play. But on the reverse side, you're also only two points off the playoff line. Because Galaxy are in seventh with 43 points. They have a game in hand on you. Again, that's a big, big component of this. The Galaxy in seventh on 43 points. You're on 45 if you're Minnesota, but LA has that game in hand. Also, RSL sitting eighth now outside the playoffs looking in. They are at 43 points, just two points back as well. And you cannot lose sight of Vancouver either because Vancouver is just three points off a playoff spot and you meet them on decision day. So they could have everything to play for come decision day. You might as well if you're Minnesota, but you could be playing a very, very desperate, very, very motivated Vancouver team on the last day of the season if the playoffs are still in play for them. Um, But it's just, it's, it's becoming way more exciting than it needs to be as far as Minnesota United battling for their playoff lives. You know, when you look at if this team had just gotten just decent results, over these last over this last month, over these last three weeks or so, you'd be looking at a team who's probably sitting fourth with third place still in in play. Now you're sitting sixth with fourth still in play, but also the possibility of you not making the playoffs at all still in play if you come up with only a point or two in these last two matches. If you want fourth, you got to win both. If you want to secure a playoff spot, you got to win one. Three points to make the playoffs, six points to get fourth. It's pretty simple. Anything less than three, you're not making the playoffs. That's kind of how I look at it. It's pretty much that simple um, with these final two games. But a very much-needed two-week break. We'll be back better than ever on October 1st after the match against San Jose for another edition of Post Loons. A couple of editions of the 10,000 Pitches podcast coming your way between now and then as well, where me and Dominic Jose Bazonio break down everything happening in the world of Minnesota soccer, not just Minnesota United, but we talk Gophers, we talk Tommies, we talk NSIC, uh, a lot of college soccer talk this time of year as well. Any lower league news that breaks out, we will talk about that too. So um, make sure you're checking that out. Make sure you're subscribing to the podcast feed. Leave us a rating and review if you could. And subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. Again, we're on that road to 250 subscribers. So feel free to help us make that happen. We would love that. It's just youtube.com and search Soda Soccer and you will find us there. Till then, enjoy this break. It's much needed. Enjoy watching the U.S. men's national team. Hopefully they can uh, put together a few results, a few um, encouraging results during this international window as we get closer and closer to November's World Cup. My name is Jeremy Rushing. This has been Post Loons. We will catch you next time. See ya.